Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we're chatting about our favorite cooking shows. Stay tuned. Hi, hi, hi. Well, hello there. How are you? I am okay. Um, okay, you didn't sound fully convinced of that. Back. Well, I mean, I said, okay, I didn't say great, so. <laughs> you you know? said it with like a question mark at the end. I'm okay? <laughs> Am I okay? Yeah, today was just like a, a weird, uh, like a, you know, you have days where sometimes it's just like extra emotional for some reason. Uh-huh, yes. And that was today for me. Oh, I cried a shit ton at the therapist today. So I mean, I did not go to the therapist. So, <laughs> but maybe if you had gone to the therapist, you also would have cried a shit ton. So I think I mean, I did cry alone. So, so we're little. just vibing with our yeah. emotions today. We're just so tapped into each other that when our, you're crying, I'm crying. Our husbands would probably be like if we were slightly less tapped into each other, but probably it's fine. They're very blessed. Um, yeah, I'm sorry that you had an emotional day. Those are not my favorite. No. I feel it. Hopefully after we, hopefully after we are done recording, you can go just like curl up in bed and watch something stupid. I know. I just there's no uh, there's nothing stupid left for me to watch. I feel like you watched. I've watched all the stupid things, and now only smart things are left. I've watched all the stupid things that like I can watch without like hating myself. Without <laughs> you haven't stooped so low. Well, it's just that like there's certain shows like I've tried to watch a bunch of shows that people have recommended to me, and I'm like, nah, it's fine. I. I don't, it's not for me. So I, I feel like I don't, there's no more shows that I want to watch right now. Yeah. It's time to rewatch something. Maybe so. Maybe you should just rewatch The Good Place. That's always a good one. I could. Uh, that will definitely work out some tears. So, I mean, <laughs> or, good. or you could just turn Shit's Creek on again. Mm, yeah put on some options put on some great british baking show those are i always feel a little bit guilty when i do rewatches because i've already watched them multiple times oh and i'm like there's so many other shows out there that i should watch but i i just have what i like and it's comforting yeah you know it's fine it's fine i need to bitch about something please do um, so after I, I got done at the therapist's office, I swung through the Starbucks drive-thru and I have two things to bitch about, about that experience. One, for some reason, the Starbucks that I usually go to, which is the same one that you usually go to, they are the most fucking chipper over the drive-thru thing. Like when they take your order. They are they so like <gasps> shout at you. Oh my god! They like chipperly yell at you. <gasps> Welcome <laughs> to Starbucks. Like in this very high pitched, happy voice. It's very like it literally. <laughs> I know we have both had this experience because we've had this experience together where they come like you pull up to the thing, 
And they say hello, and it's so loudly chipper that it makes us jump. Mm-hmm. Like, I have literally, like, visibly startled. <laughs> like, what is happening? And I'm like, I don't know that, like, these pe- people are coming to you for caffeine. I'm not sure that they're prepared for you to, like, yell at them, even if it's in a happy tone. Like, I think maybe you need to tone it down until after they've had the coffee, but what do I know? But the second maybe thing, they've had too much coffee themselves. Maybe, I Who mean, knows? That's, that's a possibility. The second thing I would like to bitch about about that experience is... So I don't drink coffee, I always get tea, and I, at Starbucks, I get a venti iced green tea, no sweetener. And I have to specify no sweetener because for some ungodly reason, the Starbucks, like, their default is to put sweetener in the iced tea. Yep. And I think it's stupid. If you order an iced latte at... Uh, maybe not a latte, maybe just an iced coffee even, at Dunkin' Donuts, they automatically put sweetener in it as well. I think it's weird. It is very weird. I don't want the sugar. No. I did not ask for the sugar. And then if they, God forbid, like today, they miss that you very clearly said no sweetener, and then you like get onto the road again, and you take a sip of your tea, and you're like, damn it. And then you have to go back. I didn't. I suffered through it today. It does. The thing about the green tea is that it's not as egregious. I, I cannot drink sweet, like black. Sweet oh, no. no. That is disgusting. The green tea I can handle, as, especially if I like let the ice melt for a while. It kind of like waters it down. And then I'm like, okay, that's, that's whatever. I'll, I'll drink it. Because <laughs> I didn't feel like, because then by the time I was done, the drive through line was really long. And I was like, I'm not, I don't know. Right. So then I just suffered in silence until I said something to you about it. When I go to the other coffee shop, this is a in, a new-ish independent shop uh, by my eye doctor. They, for whatever reason, always give you some sort of compliment. Oh. I don't That's really understand why. Or they, if it's not a compliment, it's like some sort of like thing they notice about you that they definitely need to chat about. Oh. Because the, the first time I went, it was soon after the, like the whole ice situation. Uh-huh. And I had a lot of ice on my car still because I am too lazy to break it off. And I'm yes. one of those people who will drive down the street with a bunch of ice on the car. Oh, yeah. Uh, Me too. And so they commented about that. And then one time... Bob and I went and they said, I can't remember what they said then, but then I went today and she complimented the look of my debit card. Um. And she also said, I know that's a weird thing to compliment, but there it is. And I was like, okay. I mean, at least she's owning it. I don't, that's weird. I haven't tried that one yet, that coffee shop yet. I maybe I should go so I can test out this like this this theory that they're weird apparently they're very chipper and cheerful so yeah I haven't yeah. tried that one out because what do they have much of a tea they do selection? have tea they have chai they have green tea okay. I have not gotten it 
either one there yet though okay well then maybe maybe i'll try it it's sort of like it's also sort of on the opposite end of town for me so i'm rarely over that direction but yeah i mean the only reason i have gone there is because my eye doctor it's literally next door to my eye doctor so if i still went to the gym i would have to pass by it but i don't go to the gym anymore who goes to the gym weirdos i don't know I would love you. I was going to say, Ade goes to the gym. She goes to Orange Theory, but <laughs> she's like the, well, and one of my very good friends is a manager at the gym, but <laughs> even she was like, honey, you can cancel your mem- your membership. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, thank you for your permission. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Everything is fine. Uh, so today we are going to talk about cooking shows because you know what (laughs) shit is hard and we want to talk about something just a little frivolous it cooking shows just bring us so much joy yeah yes although sometimes they make me a little stabby Uh, it depends for sure on which ones they are yeah it depends what you're watching um but there are many many of them that are extremely like happy times the thing that I think is interesting is that, so it used to be when you talked about cooking shows, it was very much like a person, a presumably famous chef or food writer or of some sort in a kitchen making food, usually some sort of meal, and like talking you through it. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like almost every cooking show is either like a competition show or it is like more of like a documentary style of like restaurants or whatever. Yeah, I think it's interesting too that you watch like how they're kind of divided on, mm-hmm. especially like on food network or Mm -hmm. um it's like versus like what's on streaming versus like cnn has like cnn is the one who had all of anthony bourdain's shows Uh um and now they have uh stanley tucci's show and i think they might have might have be the ones who had uh padma lakshmi's show i'm not sure if that was on cnn or streaming um But I've noticed, you know, it used to be only Food Network. It was cooking Mm -hmm. shows, like, all the time. Nice, you know, Ina cooking in her kitchen, bringing something for Jeffrey. (laughs) Always. And (laughs) I've noticed that that kind of show is only during the day. Yes. And at night is – the night is completely devoted to competition And during the day, like, before one – p.m. Like yes. once you hit like 1 p.m. usually somewhere between one o'clock and like three or four o'clock depending on the day of the week they switch over to like the competition shows or like the diners drive-ins dive style of shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah they definitely reserve the like what I think of as a traditional cooking show for the mornings. Yeah, I think that's really weird. And I also mm-hmm. was thinking about it, and 
when Julia Child's show was on, I'm pretty sure that was also on like in the afternoon. Like it wasn't on in the evening. It was granted it was not on PBS, but there was no like primetime cooking, cooking shows. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that obviously like Food Network definitely changed a lot of that. But yeah, it was all of all of those like. I'm going to teach you how to cook something shows very daytime, mm-hmm. very daytime oriented sidebar. I have somewhere a DVD collection. A, it's not, it's like a, a set of two or three, maybe DVDs of the French chef that we should watch sometime. Oh, absolutely. So much fun. Love her. Um, anyway, that was just a sidebar. Um, <laughs> I think that is actually why, like, one of the reasons why I really love um, Nadia's Time to Eat and Nadia Bakes. Because it's going back to, like, yes, that kind of, like, cozy kitchen style. Yes, where they're actually teaching you something. Yeah, and I feel like it's not like there aren't, like, there are still those cooking shows, cozy cooking shows in people's kitchens and stuff, but, like... We work during the day. <laughs> we work during the day. Also, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not sure all of them actually really can cook. I don't I don't really think so either. I mean, like, I don't I, know where they get some of these people. I'm, it's very unclear. I don't think almost any of the shows are enjoyable except for Ina. And I think that's just because Ina's like adorable. And and borderline ridiculous. And ridiculous, but also, like, you can tell that she knows what she's doing. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, like, my... I'm, like, some of these people... I'm, like, where... How... <laughs> where did you come from? Like, I don't understand what your background is, so I don't really know if you actually know what you're doing. And sometimes they do things, and I'm, like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, the tendency know. to give cooking shows to just randomly famous people yeah. is very strange to me. Like it is. I, I don't. Maybe Trisha Yearwood really does. Oh my god! I cook, was just about to say Trisha Yearwood. But like, come on! And also, like Joanna Gaines. I know she has a restaurant and a bakery and all of that. But like, does she need a cooking show? It's very confusing to me. But so let's talk about Nadia because I love her. Oh my God. I love her. So she won Great British Baking Show, right? Yes. Yes. I feel like I, and I also, I just watched that season recently. So, but I feel like, did she win? Did she? Yeah, she did. <laughs> Wait, yes. Yes. So she won Great British Bake Off, which is also one of our favorites. Um, but she just. I, okay, there's multiple things I love about her and I love about her shows. The one I really love, the thing I really love about Nadia's Time to Eat in particular is, aside from just her voice, it's just, I could just listen to her talk forever. Mm -hmm. But when she, so Nadia's Time to Eat, the like premise is like quick and easy meals and like things that anybody can do if you've got kids or whatever. And so then she will cook things in her kitchen, but then she will also, uh, this was clearly created pre 
COVID. Um, but she will like go to like real people's homes, like real people who are short on time for whatever reason and like show them how to make an easy meal. And the thing that I really love is that she actually makes them do it. Like right. the one lady has a baby and Nadia just stands there like holding the baby and like cuddling with the baby and is like, okay, now you're going to chop this and like saute <laughs> this. And like she actually makes the lady do it instead of being like, I'm really going to do it. And then I'm going to let you stir one thing. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, you made this. And you're like, no, you didn't. Nadia made it. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's one of the things I love about Nadia. Also, her food is amazing. I also really like how she, a lot of the episode, maybe every episode, she goes to like a farm or like she goes to the place where they make uh, uh, canned beans. In England, yeah. beans are like, canned beans are super huge in England. Right. She goes to like the factory. She goes to like a mushroom farm. That one was super interesting. It's super interesting, and I think it's really cool because a lot of people don't know where their food comes from, mm-hmm. and the way that she presents it is really fun, and she also, like, brings whatever the recipe is yes. that she does for that week, like, to the workers, so I think that is really cute. She just, I just, like, want to be friends with her. Yeah. I also have made multiple recipes from that show. And they're good. And I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever done that before for a TV cooking show yeah I don't think so either because I I think a lot of times I'll see something on a cooking show and I'll be like hmm that's interesting and it'll like spark me into trying something similar Mm -hmm. but yeah I've never actually looked up a recipe from a cooking show and been like I am going to make this yeah and her food is really good it is really good I have started watching Nadia Bakes. I have not uh, finished it because I'm. It's one of those shows that I'm like. I try to like parcel it out because I don't (laughs) want it to end. You know, there's only there's so many so few episodes, so I want to like savor it. And they're kind of short, so you don't Mm want to like right. You don't want to blow through it. And I also like I I don't want to watch it while I'm working on something. I want to just like I need to pay attention. Yes, because she's probably going to make something I want to make. Yes. Also, I really love this is just like a design factor thing, but like it's so bright and colorful and the clothes she wears are colorful and it's sunny and cozy and just feels like a really inviting place to be. Yes. I just want to sit and I want to have tea and eat whatever she's making and like I, I want I, I want to just like get in her kitchen with her. Yeah, it'd be like so I much think, fun. I think another thing is that it kind of they're totally different, obviously, but it kind of brings back that initial feeling that you get when you watch Great British Bake Off. Yes, originally, not necessarily now because it's <laughs> changed so much, but in the beginning. The before time, back when it we just, still had Mary Berry. Uh, yes. It just seemed like oh, a really fun place to be. And I always am kind of shocked by how different Great British Bake Off was compared to, like, every other American competition show. 
Yes, because they're they're not. It's not like a cutthroat competition. Like no, all of the American competition shows, they come in like even the ones that are are supposed to be like home cooks or whatever. Like even mm-hmm. like Master Chef or whatever. They come in and they're very cutthroat. Like, I'm going to take down the competition. I'm going to win this thing. And, like, maybe it's partly because the Great British Bake Off steaks are, like... A, a plate. A, 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 a <laughs> cake, an engraved cake plate. I mean, clearly Nadia has, like, been able to, like, have a show and, like, all of these things. And so, I mean, I'm sure it can be used as, you know, a, a platform to get to something else, right? if you want that um but like the initial show stakes are pretty low they aren't getting money they're getting a engraved cake plate um and like the clout or whatever but they're just so (laughs) kind to each other and they love each other and they genuinely seem sad every week when someone has to go home and like i love the times where they like the next week somebody that they really loved like will go home and the next week they'll all like do a little something in their honor. Yeah. Like, it just, like, the all, like, if their thing is, what was, there was one guy, his thing was, like, he always wore Hawaiian shirts. And so then the next week, everybody wore Hawaiian shirts, like, in his <laughs> honor. Like, stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, my God, they're, like, really, actually friends. Just watch yeah. your heart so much. And they all help each other. If someone's having yes. problems, they rush over to help them. They're not, like... Well, that person's cake is melting. I don't Fuck care. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, American cooking shows are also like, you get 30 minutes to make a five-layer cake, and we're only going to give you one knife, and your left hand is going to be tied behind your back. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh. Like, okay. Sure. Yeah. I it's it's just, it's just it's so uplifting. I, I yeah. don't. I don't think you can here's the thing if you can watch the great british bake-off and be in a like still be in a bad mood afterwards you might be a monster okay well it depends i will just say because it's paul Paul hollywood Hollywood is very annoying (laughs) (laughs) paul hollywood thinks very highly of paul hollywood He very much does. And I also feel like this last season, I know it was COVID and they had a lot of different, they had to have a lot of changes, but I feel like a lot of the themes and stuff that they came up with were really phoned in. Yeah. Um, And it was really disappointing. Um, It's not really like what I expect to see from the Great British Baking Show. And also when you, especially if you are like me and go back and watch the older seasons. Yes. I learned, I used to learn so much yeah. on that show because Mel and Sue would explain things. They would like go to a patisserie and like talk right. about tempering chocolate or like whatever the thing was. You would learn about it. And I don't know right. if just at this point they assume everyone knows because they've been watching the show for 10 years. But I would still like to learn things. I feel like there's still... <laughs> I feel like there's still something you could learn in each episode, even if it's a theme that they've already covered. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, And Rainbow Bagels for American is lame. Yeah, I had a lot of thoughts about that. It's, it's, 
A lot of people had a lot of thoughts about that. And I was like, like, say that. What are we doing? What? No. Oh. Mm, bless it. I know that. So my kids' favorite cooking show is one of those crazy ones, which is Nailed It. Oh, my God. They love Nailed It. It is I... so ridiculous. I don't know if it was made specifically for children, really, because, like, it's for adults, but there's all these adult guest hosts and things like that. But, like, right. my kids love that show. I enjoy watching it with your kids. Because, because they like it. I would not like it by myself. No. I, like, when it first started, I watched an episode or two, and I was like, this show is weird. Like, it I is, don't It is definitely, like, it's a show you can't ask questions about. <laughs> because. Yeah. I Like, I don't understand. the. It's like the point is to go on and do something poorly. I like, think it's just the point is that, like, you get you get so little time to make the thing. It's impossible to make to copy what they give you because the thing is they're like, here's the thing that you have to make. It takes Jacques Torres five days, right? So like, but then some of these people can't even make a cake from a box mix, right? That is the confusing part where you have to not ask questions because they give you the recipe, and the cake and most other things are like a box mix you're not making things from scratch right I don't know it's just very I don't know yeah I have a lot of questions about who signs up to go on that show I I, I have many 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 questions so I really only enjoy it when I'm watching it with your kids because yeah. <laughs> they enjoy it and they find it so humorous that then it becomes humorous but otherwise I can't watch it it's too much I generally like to watch it for the guest hosts because they're usually like a comedian or an actor that I really like. So yeah, that's I that appreciate that. Fun. That makes it more fun. <laughs> um, my husband, well, I do as well. Really loves Chef's Table on mm-hmm. Netflix. Um, I remember when that show first came out. We were living. I was when we were still in our apartment, and I remember. Um, watching like the very first season and he was just and that this was before he worked in a restaurant this is when he was still um, training and when he was sort of like the idea of working in a restaurant was just sort of this like man wouldn't that be cool thing for him um, and I just remember him being absolutely just enthralled with that show um, yeah yeah just loving it um so that one's that one's always been a fun one there was another one that came out around that time and i can't remember i think david chang like it focused on him oh do you know which uh, one i'm talking about um well there's ugly delicious but i don't or not ugly delicious um wait no that is yeah ugly delicious is his show but that came out in 2018 yeah so this was before earlier and it wasn't like just about david chang it was a show and it followed him for a season and then it followed there was like another chef that it followed in season two i think oh man this is gonna drive me insane uh 
Mind of a Chef. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. That was on that PBS. One. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, that one was interesting because uh, I think a lot of the shows actually um, the first like that one and Chef's Table the first like few seasons it was like all uh, men <laughs> uh-huh. as the host and it was just like uh, cool mm-hmm. <laughs> um Actually, I'm looking at that now, and they only had one. Some of these just say various, which is not helpful. But they had Gabrielle Hamilton in season four, and they had April Bloomfield in season two. And that yes. looks like it's it. Uh, on Mind of a Chef? No. Uh, yes. Correct. Yeah, because they touched on uh, Christina Tosi in season one with David Chang, but she didn't have, like... Like her own episode, yeah. Her own, yeah, because or whatever series, right? Because it was because she's so entwined, obviously, with uh, Momofuku and stuff. Um, but yeah, she didn't have like her own highlight necessarily. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was definitely disappointing. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes a little while to be like, hey, guess what? Women are chefs, too. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, that's why I was so happy when uh, Simon Rosarat got her uh, show on Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, interesting show. Uh, I really like the ones that where they're traveling around. Um, possibly because I really liked Anthony Bourdain's shows, but uh, yeah. I feel like you just learn so much more when you like get out of your own kitchen. Yes. Um, but I really like that book, and so the series is also really good. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I, I don't think I've sat down and just watched that one. It's definitely one where you have to like pay attention. You yes. can't just... And like, I have that problem. passively watch it. Yeah, I, ha- I have. Sometimes I get to the end of the day and I'm like, I can't I have brain space to actively watch something and learn. <laughs> <laughs> I have taken in all of the information I can take in for the day. and I cannot learn anything right now. <laughs> yes. That is why we watch some dumb stuff sometimes. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. So Stanley Tucci has a show. I haven't watched any. Of the- have you watched any of the episodes yet? I have not watched any yet. I am very much wanting to, but I know as soon as I do, I'll be like, I must eat all the pasta. Why can I not go and get some really good pasta? Because stupid <laughs> Corona can't do... Uh. <laughs> um, but I really love Stanley Tucci as an actor. I love him. Um, I just think he's so great. And I saw that in the past few years he got really into cooking he has a cookbook he started doing i don't know if it was like tiktok or whatever it was with like his negroni video that everyone went crazy about last year so much fun um so i'm really excited to watch it i just have not done it yet yeah same i uh just, I'm just going to want to eat oh, the carbonara after. I love carbonara. <laughs> I love it I so good. I know it's like 
I know it's easy to make and I know it's so simple and stuff, but like that, I don't make that at home. That's something that I want someone to make for me. I will make it at home because it is a nice one because I almost always have the ingredients for it. Yeah. And so it is a nice, like super easy thing to make when I don't really feel like doing something else, but Mm -hmm. it is better when someone else makes it for you. Oh, absolutely. It's like grilled like, cheese. Yeah. Grilled cheese sandwiches are better when other people make them for you. This is mm. just a fact. And I do, I mean, I we do pretty much always have bacon, but it's so much better if you have, like, Actual. guanciale. Uh-huh. Uh, now I'm just, like, even just thinking about it, it's making me hungry. So. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> For real, yeah. I need. I I'm excited to watch that one. I I love Stanley Tucci so much. Um. Also, he was in Julie and Julia. It's just he was amazing know, in that movie, and also he is in um Big Night, which is amazing. Uh, have you watched that movie? I have not. Oh my god! All right. So, so- what we're gonna have to do? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the plot of the movie? I don't think I do. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay. Big Night is a movie from 1996, and it has Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub okay. as two brother uh, chefs who open a restaurant, and they're, they're like, Italian, uh-huh. but their restaurant is, like too Italian or whatever so the restaurant's like struggling so they decide to have like a really big meal to like supposedly like the uh, famous person's supposed to come to the restaurant so they decided to like have a big blowout dinner and so Uh they make um what the heck is it called uh that pasta um casserole thing Oh, what is that called? I don't. Um, there are many uh, pasta casserole things. Um, it's not well. Uh, timpano. Okay. So it's like a giant, huge thing, where you like, it's like baked Alaska, where like it's self-contained. Okay. Yes. And so, but it's pasta. I and want so that. the whole movie is like about this, and it's so good. It's funny. They. It's like super food focused um it's really okay well we a have great to movie watch so that. we have to watch the movie I, I would say alex should make us timpano but that would take five thousand years especially so. if he's making it <laughs> we could just have some carbonara while we carbonara watch it works <laughs> have a little stanley tucci nights oh my god i'm in sold it sounds great yeah <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, that sounds amazing. Um, what are what are some other cooking shows that you uh, historically love or are really enjoying right now? Um, I have enjoyed Chopped in the past. Uh, yes, I don't have cable anymore, so I can't really watch it. I guess it's on Netflix now. I guess, yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny if you start watching it a lot then you can kind of guess what the judges are gonna say <laughs> yeah this is true yeah if you watch it you're gonna be like oh, okay that person's going home like blah, blah, blah. 
yeah yeah um surprise element yeah so that gets kind of it gets a little bit tiring when you realize that like one person's like i don't like red onions and you're like oh no that person put red onions in ah (laughs) (laughs) and similarly i used to be also really into top chef um Uh uh-huh and the same kind of thing where, like, if someone makes a risotto, I'm always like, they're going home. <laughs> it never turns out well. <laughs> no, it never does. They have a very high standards for risotto on that show. I will eat pretty much any risotto. If it's risotto, I'm, not I'm picky. happy with it. Right. <laughs> um, but whenever they make it on the show, it never turns out the way that the judges want. And they, they still keep making it. Or there's be, like, a person who's like, I'm a vegetarian. Like the first time you meet them and you're like, that person is not going to last on this show. Right. There's nothing wrong with vegetarians. But if you're going to be a chef, especially on a competition show, it is going to be very difficult for you. Right. It's a little bit of a a thing. Yes. Um, Especially if the theme is like barbecue. Right. If the theme is like butchery, (laughs) they have to butcher their own, their own... They get like a side of a hog that they have to butcher and then make something for out. You're like, mm, mm-hmm. all the vegetarians are not going to do real well. Yeah. It's like, I, it's like I could never go on a competition baking show because I hate chocolate. Right. Like it just would not work because invariably, like I could not go on Great British Baking Show because I there would absolutely be a chocolate episode and a chocolate themed week and I would flop. Right, because you can't taste it because you don't like it. I hate it. it. Right. Right. I, I could taste it, but I would be like, this is disgusting. Right. Which brings us back to Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Who doesn't things. like gherkins. <laughs> doesn't like gherkins. Gherkins. Doesn't like, doesn't like matcha, but like oh, yeah, made the people make things with matcha in do. it. They do, and that's so weird to me. You and I had this conversation not that long ago because it's a little perplexing to me. Like, this show has been running for years. It is so popular. You know that the people that have been, that are going on the show have definitely watched it in the past. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay. The first, let's say the first three seasons, the contestants get a pass. Let's, let's go ahead and say three seasons, you get a pass. By the fourth season, the people that have, watch the show that are going on the show should be starting to see like mm, Paul clearly says he hates matcha or like Mary Berry doesn't always love when something is super booze heavy or blah blah like whatever don't fucking include that <laughs> in your recipe like account for that <laughs> Well, the thing with the matcha is, aside from the fact that people have been just putting it in themselves, they did literally have an episode where they made them make matcha food. Yeah, that was weird. And both the judges are like, I actually don't like matcha. I'm like, why, why did you make them do that? There are so many other things that they could have made from Japanese bakeries right. that did not involve matcha. It was offensive. Right. I'm like, what is wrong with you? On the flip side, they do seem to learn what Paul does like. Yes. So, like, there have been about 5,000 key lime flavor things. 
because he frequently says that is his favorite flavor. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's a bless them. Um, a show that I have historically loved is Good Eats. I have not watched the new Good Eats, but I did really enjoy the original Good Eats. I love, I love Alton Brown. He's so smart. It's like annoying. <laughs> and the thing that I loved about that show, that show my mother really, really loved too. And it legitimately made her like consider going back to school to become a nutritional anthropologist. Um, because she was like, oh my God, if I had known this was a thing when I was in school, that's what I would have done with my life. Um, and because she really wanted to be a dietitian, but she didn't get good enough grades her first semester of college. And so she like wasn't able to like get into the dietetics program anyway. But I love that he te- like I have learned so much from watching that show and just these strange little bits of knowledge because he goes in so like deep about the science and where ingredients come from and the history. I love it. I love it so much. It's like the perfect marriage of nerdiness and food. Yeah, I think the other thing that always made it stand out was that they worked really hard to like present interesting camera angles that showed all of that science. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they were the first ones to like do the camera inside the oven kind of situation yeah. so you could watch things rise or simmer or stuff like that. I always thought that was the coolest. Yeah, and I love like like he they did some like behind the scenes kind of stuff. And showed, like, he himself would make some of the models and be like, this is what we need to use. Like, I'm going to just build this model to show you (laughs) what this water molecule looks like or whatever. Like, I love that. Um, He and his wife, uh, at least during the beginning of quarantine, they were doing, like, a quarantine I think they called it like quarantine kitchen or something um I think it's like corn cooks something they were they were like live streaming it on YouTube and it was delightful because they would just literally sometimes they would get on and they'd be like what are we making he's like I don't know we've got cocktails I guess I'll (laughs) rustle something up and they would like just like the two of them on their phones whatever and, like, because he was just doing it on YouTube, he could also, like, swear as much as he wanted and, like, literally say whatever. And he would be, like, because you would see, sometimes he'd catch himself. He would, like, almost not say something. And then he'd be, like, wait a minute. This isn't the Food Network. I could say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd just, like, unfiltered say whatever. Oh, my God. So good. And their their little dog, Scabigail. <laughs> I just love them. Just, just excellent. 10 out of 10. It reminds me of, like, uh, Mandy Patinkin and his wife doing, like, random live streams. Yeah. Like, I just, it's just, I like seeing people in their homes just, like, being weird. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm like, hey, I am in my home and also weird. (laughs) I feel like I'm one of them. (laughs) When I was doing, uh, I was trying to make... Uh, reels 
for work, I was uh, filming like everything as I was doing it. And then I was going to go back later and make the reel. And then we decided to not use any of the stuff I did. (laughs) But there was one point where I was like stirring something and like a whole mess load of it like came out of the bowl because I was stirring too (laughs) vigorously. And I was like, well, whatever. We'll clean that up later. I'm just like, Julia Child. I, I wasn't going to put was... it back in the bowl, but... Well, no. But I mean, I think that that was, like, so much of Julia Child's allure is because she was so real, and she was a hot-ass mess. Yeah. And she would just be like, sometimes this happens. Whatever. It's and fine. just, like, keep on going, or, like, tell you how to fix it, or be like, what? Oh, sometimes you make a mess. Sometimes <laughs> this thing falls apart, and you just got to, like, patch it back together. Like okay because i don't know that also tells you like i can do this at home yeah for sure it's not so outside the realm of possibility like oh wait i don't know there's just something there's just something so real and approachable that just i think encourages you to like want to actually get in the kitchen when Mm -hmm. it looks like something like you could really do yourself because you also make the messes (laughs) <laughs> i don't know it's just my agreed oh this is my personal philosophy on that so <laughs> guess if i ever get a cooking show i'll just be a hot ass mess i'm it'll have if i ever had a cooking show i'd have to be on vice because i would swear so much so i couldn't be on food network do you have you ever watched master chef how do you feel about the master chef series uh i used to watch master chef um, I have not watched it recently. Is it still on? I actually don't know. I assume I so. I always liked the kids one. Yes. I always really also, liked the kids. I really liked the kids, but also made me kind of mad. <laughs> because, so first of all, I thought it was interesting that like, um, so MasterChef, like Gordon Ramsay screams at the people he's such a dick but then on the kids one he is so nice (laughs) um but the kids are like they're precocious as hell yes but like in a really annoying way some of them are really really annoying and some of them are just genuinely sweet some of them are sweet but then some of them are like like one i remember watching one and they're like they he made them make his super famous beef wellington recipe mm-hmm. and the one kid was like i've made this before oh yeah some it's of them fine. i'm like you're such a snot like i'm eight the- years old i've already been doing this for years so i learned how to cook when i was two and i was like uh, excuse me yeah yes no one likes you, <laughs> you <laughs> i'm kidding be- that's mean you get beat Sorry. up on the playground no uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious sometimes i'm like you're kind of an asshole like you're eight but you're kind of an asshole like what is happening but yeah some of the kids are just so genuinely sweet i just like can't handle them um but yeah i always i always really liked the kids one um joe bastianich is also a dick (laughs) yes so uh, he i don't know and alex alex hates him i was always like you don't even cook. <laughs> he owns a bunch of restaurants. You just own a bunch. Of, yeah, he literally would be like, you just own a bunch of restaurants. <laughs> yeah. And his mom was a famous chef, so therefore he knows things. Right. Like that drove Alex insane 
So, yeah, I wasn't sad when, like, he was not on anymore. Um, but, I, yeah, I did I did enjoy enjoy that. Um, what, was the, what was the other one I was going to mention? I don't fucking remember what it is. The other show? Yes. Iron Chef? Mm, maybe it... Oh, I was... I was going to ask, um, I, I guess, well, because you don't have, you don't have cable, so you've probably never watched Bong Appetit. No. <laughs> so Is that on, like, The Chive or something? It's on Vice TV. Oh. <laughs> um, and it's another favorite in the Predmore house. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like it would be hilarious. It is hilarious. Like, they, and, and it actually is pretty fascinating, like, whether or not you choose to partake, whether or not it is legal for you to do so, it is actually really fascinating because they get so, like, get, like it's another one where they get very, very sciencey about how they're cooking with the cannabis and, like, all the different types and the different ways that they infuse it into the food. Um, so, and a lot of times they do have like famous guest chefs on and stuff. Um, so it is actually a really interesting show. They they kind of changed it, um, I think, a few seasons in. But the first a couple seasons at very least um, are pretty are pretty cool. Um, I almost said pretty dope, and that felt like a. <laughs> it's fine. Um, anyway. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it is really interesting. So hmm. I, again, like it just feeds that nerdiness. We're like, ah, I had no idea you can do that. <laughs> so, and then there's another. There's another guy on. Um, there's another guy on Vice TV, and he's remember what um but he's just like this big tattooed dude and he just like swears all the time and he's great (laughs) 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 it's pretty great it's like when i can't take when i reach a point where i like can't take the i don't know goofy Food Network people who I don't know where they even came came from. I'm like, I'll go watch cooking shows on Vice. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Anyway. So stuffy cooking shows obviously bring us a lot of joy. But what else is bringing you joy this week? So I watched the Oprah interview with Mm -hmm. Meghan and Harry. Which is not necessarily the thing that's bringing me joy because it was a very emotional interview to watch. But the thing that is bringing me joy is because they live in California now and they have, so they have a couple of rescued dogs, who, which I believe were Megan's before she even like married Harry. Mm-hmm. And this like old beagle who was like running around, but they like showed Oprah their chicken coop they have these rescued chickens and they have this adorable chicken coop and on it it's it's archie's chick in like in as in i-n-n i love it 
I, so they showed that like pretty close to the beginning of the interview and I like started crying because it was so pure. And then I basically wept the rest of the two hours. And at another point they go back and they show her like talking to them um, in the chicken coop and stuff. And like, she's like, they never say anything about it. But if you look, Oprah is holding like a little carton of their eggs that they've like given Oprah a carton of their eggs from their rescued chickens. And I was like, I I did me in. I just, it straight up did me in. (laughs) I was like, I cannot. These people are so sweet. They just want to live their life with their rescued dogs and their rescued chickens and their adorable children. And they're too pure for this world. We must protect them at all costs. Like, I, I have thought about Archie's chicken for days now. <laughs> right? That is what That's is adorable. Me joy. So. That reminds me of John Stewart, who, when he retired from The Daily Show, turned his farm into an animal sanctuary for factory farm animals. It's like too, it's too, it's too much. I can't. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it. It's so good. Okay, Megan, what's bringing you joy? Uh, so I, uh, we, I mentioned a few weeks ago that I got a bunch of seed stuff and I planted them last week and they are going crazy. I saw them yesterday. Was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Feels like a hundred years ago. (laughs) I saw them yesterday and I was so impressed with them. I had to take the, so they, I got like, um, I got a grow light and I had like a little bio dome situation. So it was mm-hmm. contained and keeps the humidity in and helps them grow. Uh, I had to take the lid off because the zucchini ones were smacking against the top of it. They were like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> growing. So uh, I'm very excited because uh, I, I'm just really excited to have a garden here. Um, start, start new gardening situation again. Although I think, I was not expecting them to grow so quickly, and now they're, like, here and ready to go, and I'm like, it's too early. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to have, like, indoor zucchini plants pretty soon, probably, because I have to transfer (laughs) them, and then they're going to keep growing, and it'll still be too cold to plant them outside. Yeah. Yeah. so we'll see what happens, but it's very exciting. Everything that I planted is sprouting up except for some peppers. And those take forever, I feel like. Yeah, I kind of peeked in the little the little dirt pods have holes where you put the seed and you don't cover it. And there's like a little sp- wiggly sprout kind of situation trying to, trying to happen. So. Also, I came over to visit and my presence probably killed the peppers because I like... I don't don't know what it is. I don't peppers. Although Alex is jalapeno and he had a habanero that did pretty good last year, probably because I didn't go anywhere near them. I like stayed far away because I was afraid I like am a cursed pepper plants, but tomato plants do great for me, but peppers. Nope. So maybe you can get, maybe you have, we'll have better luck with peppers and then we can have a vegetable exchange program. Yeah, we'll see. I have also never been able to to successfully grow zucchini um, because they always get attacked by squash vine borers and I don't catch it in time. Um, So we'll see. I'm hopeful. Fingers crossed. Did you plant any cucumbers? (laughs) I did plant cucumbers, but I did so because I live here now with you and... 
you guys will take my extra cucumbers. Yeah, as provided my husband doesn't plant 300 cucumber plants himself. Yes. Um, I can make zero promises about. <laughs> Absolutely make no promises about whether he will grow a thousand cucumber plants this year or not. But, you know. Well, I have all of those that are, like, you have to start from seed, but then I are from like transplants or whatever uh-huh. before you put them in the ground but then i have a whole bunch of other plants that you put in as seeds yes and i think maybe i bought too many seeds Did you, do you think maybe you just went a teeny bit overboard it's fine i think maybe i i mean i don't i do this every time i have a garden um <laughs> because i was just like i'm gonna grow all the things are you gonna try uh, to do loofahs no i am not doing loofahs this year um, I still have uh, a couple of them that I grew last year that I have not used yet. So we'll, we'll, get, um, we'll rest a year on the loofahs. Yes. Also, I have to figure out if, if I'm going to grow them again, I kind of have to think of a better use or an a actual use for them besides like just giving them to people. So we have a year to, to put our business plan for the loofah soap right, right. in place. Is what yes, I'm... I have to learn how to make soap first. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I have a friend here in town that does it. You could probably, like, give her some of your loofahs. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, and then, but I am going to try to grow corn. Oh. That's when Alex tried that last year and it didn't go so great. But blessings on your corn. Well, yeah, I'm going to try the whole thing where you, like, grow the corn and the beans and the squash, like, all uh together kind of situation. Yeah. Um, See if that works. I don't actually know if that will work or not, but I'm excited to try. You know, the thing about when you start things from seeds is you're not really out anything besides time. That's true. Seeds are cheap. So cheap. So. So, you know, it's whatever. And now I have a fancy grow light. Like, the grow light wasn't cheap, but, like, it's going to last me a long time. Yes, and you can grow herbs underneath it or, mm-hmm. you know, little succulent babies, whatevs. You can yeah. grow all sorts of shit under your grow light. Yeah. I love it. I love my little grow light. Because, you know, my house is dark, so it is one of the only places I can successfully grow some of my plants, but it's fine. <laughs> My house is actually not dark, but... Your house has got a lot of good uh, light, so... I might maybe didn't need the grow light, but it's doing really well, so... I'm gonna... You needed the grow light. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Next week, uh, we're going to talk about burnout. Yeah, I think that a lot of us are experiencing this, and I think it is important to talk about not just burnout, but how do we... Tell the difference between burnout and depression and what do we do when we are feeling burnout. So join us back here next week as we dig into all of that and more. Until then, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Bye.